0: Thanks for coming back to catch the end of this excellent talk with Megan Reynolds. Please enjoy the rest of this podcast on healthy eating. Well, and I wanted to ask you something too. I'm sorry I'm kind of jumping around, mm-hmm. but you mentioned like, oh, it's so sweet, how can I taste it? I've read, and I don't, I don't know if this is true, because like you said, everybody has a cookbook, but when you eat nutrient-dense food, nutrient-dense food on a regular basis, mm-hmm. that your body kind of shifts, like that sometimes we get these strong cravings, maybe because our bodies are, we're eating such processed mm-hmm. stuff, is it, I mean, is it true that our body is not craving, like, I'm not getting the nutrients I need? Whereas if you're eating nutrient-dense food, you may just, in general, eat a little less because you're giving your body the proper fuel that it needs to function?
1: Yeah, there are some, there's some theories like that, so that could, you know, um, really explain some of that. Um, there's even, you know, even thinking about, um, there's always studies about, well, diet soda, that can contribute to weight gain, and it's really... Uh, because it kind of, your body gets used to things that are like hundreds of times sweeter than sugar. Right. <laughs> and so then, you know, you, you may find that you actually really crave sweeter things because of that. Or your palate is, is more adept to having sweeter things. Um, or, you know, you, your body also maybe wants saltier things because it's so sweet or things like that. Right. Um, but there's definitely some studies that, that kind of show... <laughs> So, like that, yeah. so are you
0: telling me that when I get a super-sized extra value meal with a diet coke, I'm not really doing anything to help myself? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, yeah, still well, thinking about nutrient-dense things.
0: Right. right. Yeah. I'm. I'm um,
1: yeah, yeah. So you may find though that you know the salty in that meal is the perfect balance of how sweet that soda is <laughs> or whatever. So, um, so that could explain why you know. Right. Exactly. It's easy to yeah, that. yeah. I, I'm that
0: guy. I'll the diet mm-hmm. coke with that. So over the next two months how would you suggest what are some strategies to enjoy the holidays without putting on 10 pounds
1: yeah well you know if you've had if this is a season that you um usually don't want (laughs) to come around um you're not alone so it is very common most people do gain about five pounds anytime from now until like january 1st and then uh, most of us are able to lose it by March except for like one or two pounds and so every year there's like a weight gain of one or two pounds that most of us have and it seems right. like it's from the holiday season um so so you know it, it's really the, the major strategy would be um uh really looking at how our life changes around this time of year um I think I one of my kids we're always looking at what time the sun's going to set that day just because right now it's do you, like, if you look, it's like, I think, 5.05 today. Right. Eventually, it's going to be like in the fours, And then it'll start, like the days will get longer. Um, but, you know, think about how our activity level really changes, you know, this time of year. So, so that's going to be part of, part of that and something to keep in mind. But then, you know, there may be just more availability of foods that you never really think to eat that often, like candies more available right now. Um, cookies may start to be more available. Um, things like pies, you know, pretty right. soon. Um, right. So these things are just around more. So, um, of course, you know, they're just, they may find their way into your diet more. Um, so, thinking about, you know, maybe even trying to keep up the activity level during the season when you know you're kind of eating a little bit differently. Um, other things like sometimes we think about, you know, a big holiday or if you have a party or something like that, I'm going to save up and not eat until then. And you may find that, you know, by doing that, think about the nutrients you're not getting, first of all. Really? Yeah. So that so, could be a
0: bad strategy.
1: Yeah. So, And not only that, but your body may have a tough time kind of telling you when you are full, when you are eating, like, a bigger meal. So it um, so you, you may throw, like, your your body's own hunger and fullness cues off. But you think about, like, you may, you know, if that meal isn't necessarily high in fruits and vegetables, um, you may be missing different vitamins and minerals then. So, so you'd be better off like from, you know, thinking about, about am I getting enough nutrients, but also like maintaining like a, a stable blood sugar and mood and things like that. Just still trying to eat, you know, like every four or five hours, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, can I have a Christmas cookie?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can I have two? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm pushing yeah. my luck.
1: No. So especially if um you know if you're Making cookies at home with your family—that would be a very normal situation to have cookies. You know, you wouldn't want to not have a cookie then when you're right. making cookies and enjoying them. Um, now, you know, thinking about okay, with that cookie, you know, maybe like think about if I add a glass of milk with that. Now, I just made this more of a nutrient-dense snack. <laughs> so, right, um, or you know, thinking about keeping the rest of your day um, nutrient-dense with you know whole grains fruits vegetables lean sources of protein so that way you can see those cookies easily fit into
0: your Right. Do you then like ever offset let's say you had a big lunch you went to a, a, had mm-hmm. a big christmas lunch and it was chicken wings and it mm-hmm. was this and it was you know stuff that just wasn't great
1: mm-hmm. that
0: maybe okay for dinner i've got to rebalance i'm having a big salad or mm-hmm. i'm going to make sure i have a, a maybe a, a a plant-based meal, whatever it might be to try to up those nutrients like you were talking about yep. as a way to offset that. Or if you go to, you get a tray of Christmas cookies and you have one too many, um, instead of being mad or punishing yourself, you just look for that more nutrient dense offset.
1: Right. Exactly. So thinking about, you know, that lunch today was so great, you know, and it was nice that, you know, whether somebody brought food in or, or how that happened. Um, but you know, if, you shouldn't avoid I, I wouldn't necessarily avoid like if, if lunch was pizza or something like that um, just think about at your next meal okay well you know I'm trying to get those five servings of fruits and veggies so right. how can I you know incorporate more veggies the salad's a great idea um and and still you know um, meet my my daily goal you know of getting enough nutri- of veggies and things like that so so yeah you can definitely do that and you'll find then that you're not starving later <laughs> right? and you don't feel bad about you know what you
0: had. Well, and you said something earlier, and I know I fall victim to this all the time, is like, you know, it's December 20th and you just you blew it. You, you had a Christmas party or you, whatever it is, and you, you gorge on ice cream, you gorge on cookies, and you say, oh, forget it, I'll just start January 2nd, I'll start. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure maybe you've had clients who've said the same thing. Again, what kind of strategies would you recommend to, if you've completely fallen off the rails, do you just give up and say, I'll start again in two weeks? Or are you kind of like, in that next meal, get back to thinking nutrient-dense foods?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would take a meal at a time, honestly. I would start, you know, thinking, of course, checking in with your, your own hunger and fullness. But you, I mean, it's, this is eating. This is nothing like, it's not like you know other things that you can really avoid. You're going to have to eat and your body always needs nutrients to function every single day. So right. so you're going to have to plan and and maybe just say, "Okay, well, you know, that that was great. I'm I'm going to, you know, try to get back to being a little more consistent with getting those whole grains or um, or getting, you know, the fruits, vegetables and, and even setting up my plate, like maybe half my plate is, is vegetables. And then a fourth of my plate is the source of protein and a fourth of my plate is the grain of the meal and, and really try to, to, you know, take it on a meal by meal basis. But, um, you're going to find throughout the holidays, I mean, there are just things that, um, kind of are out of the ordinary and, you know, that's okay. You know, so you right. you'll always have another opportunity uh, you don't have to wait for a specific date. Although a lot of times when I see clients, um, and we go over what their goals are, and and or and then we make a plan to kind of get to those goals, I don't necessarily expect them to start it the the very next day. You know, so I, I would say also, you know, think of it like stretching <laughs> before you work out. Right. I mean, sometimes you have to really um, think about what your strategy is going to be. So if you. If you don't really have a, a plan, sometimes it's, we can feel like we're always messing up. And that's okay, I mean, you're not messing up. You have another opportunity with the next meal or snack, but right. um, But yeah, you you may find that right now, you're just kind of um, taking it on a meal by meal basis, but then you may find that um, as you develop a plan and strategize, you can um, think about like a, a longer term
0: plan with that commitment. Well, and so, to piggyback on having a plan, where do you think, where does exercise fit into all of this? Do I need to be, you know, running a marathon backwards, uphill, (laughs) with no shoes on, in the snow, during Christmas break? Um, You know, would you, as a walk, just as good as, you know, going for a 20-minute walk versus I'm going to go run a marathon tomorrow? Where where does exercise kind of fit in in your lifestyle of planning?
1: Well, if you, I mean, if you do that, let me know. I mean, (laughs) yeah
0: right America's
1: funny <laughs> some videos yeah um so yeah it'd be fun but right. um but really you know just a walk is great um so you know thinking about you know activity it's again it's it's another lifestyle change so it has to be something you can do every day if it's really intense you may have to take a few days off and then that would give you no activity so um so you know it's a great way. It's. In terms of our mental health, um, exercise is important in terms of physical health. Um, and then in terms of um, thinking about, like, becoming stronger, exercise is important. So if you can do a walk every day, um, that would be, you know, a great way to help all of those things so, uh, and accomplish that. So 20, 30 minutes, the American Heart Association recommends 30 minutes of activity five days a week. Um, but there's a lot of studies that show if you do 10 minutes three times a day, which sometimes can fit a little bit easier of, so, of just walking, Right. Um, it's the same cardiovascular um, but
0: it, workout. But it doesn't need to be. I, I think a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. um, I used to do, I, I love Taekwondo. I used to do Taekwondo. And I think people get intimidated thinking they have to do these really high-intensity mm-hmm. workouts where they're, you know, bench pressing a, a log over their head. Yeah. Or they're, like I said, sprinting mm-hmm. uphill. Yeah. Just movement. Yeah. Know, getting, yeah get moving getting off the couch
1: mm-hmm. even
0: if it's a you know a, a walk yeah you know is good right
1: this is a oh, step yeah. in the right direction yeah and you may i mean even thinking this time of year that's going to offset you know maybe some of the extra calories from extra uh things this time that are available this time of year so um so no i mean thinking about when you start exercise you want to be able to do it every day so a walk would be great right um you know if, if you do, like, lifting, it doesn't have to be a log. It can just be even something as simple as soup cans. Like, I mean, right. any any type of activity is great. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the harder the better.
0: Right. Well, you've got young kids. I, I have three young boys, and, like, just keeping up with them. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's like the toddler,
0: the toddler workout of just chasing them around.
1: Yeah, which is a, usually an intense workout. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is. It's exhausting. Yeah.
0: So, okay, well, you know, I'm kind of just wrapping things up. We've been going for a while. Is there anything that you would like to say, Megan, or anything that you w- felt we should hit on? Uh, I know you had talked a little bit about, before we came up, like a hunger scale is like knowing when you're truly hungry. you want to just touch on that briefly as, as again, yeah. as the holidays are rolling around and sure. the sweets are flowing?
1: And I'll leave this here. And, um, you know, even this may even help you plan, like, well, a lot of times when people ask, like, well, how do I know, like, how much to eat when i should eat and things like that and just staying in tune with your your body can help you do that so thinking about um on a scale of one to ten how hungry am i with one being like famished like starving right (laughs) and then 10 is what i call thanksgiving full which is funny because now we're at thanksgiving so um so 10 being like uncomfortable miserably full Um, So generally at the start of a meal, you wanna be about like a three. So you wanna be hungry, but you don't wanna be famished. And then um, it takes about 20 30 minutes for our stomach to tell our brain that we're full. If you are a one, I mean, most of us eat pretty quick, but if you're a one, it's gonna be a lot easier to eat even quicker. (laughs) And so sometimes your body may not give you the signal that you're full until you are like a nine or a 10. Um, so even thinking about slowing down that meal, eating over the course of like 20 to 30 minutes by putting your fork down, enjoying company, um, you know, things like that. And then trying to eat, trying to feel about a seven. So, so satisfied, um, not necessarily full, but satisfied from the meal. Like you ate your food and you don't really want anything else. Um, and so thinking about trying to keep it between a three at the beginning of a meal and then a seven at the end of the meal. Now, what's that, you know, you may be thinking, oh, okay, so that's different. You know, usually i not really full at the end of a meal. Um, so what that's going to mean is that you're going to have to plan on eating possibly snacks during the day. Um, so that way at the next meal, you're not a one. <laughs> right. So I usually find it's easier to try to gauge hunger at the beginning of the meal and work at that and then you're able to really work on at the end of a meal. If you're a one at the beginning of a meal, it's really hard to only eat to a seven.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So, so you really need to start working at a hunger scale um, at the beginning of a meal, and that would mean po- possibly like having snacks and, uh, and a smaller meal and then a snack and then a smaller meal. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's fascinating that you said it takes 20 minutes. So mm-hmm. this is why when you're just like, and we tend to be a fast food society, right? Now. I mean, mm-hmm. like, eating fast. Like, I got to get to yeah. practice, I got to get to this, I got to get to that. Mm-hmm. And just scarfing it down
1: right.
0: is then why a half an hour later you feel, oh, I feel sick. I, mm-hmm. I eat so much. That's right. interesting. Is that kind of like the slow food movement that people talk about of, like, getting that kind of community back of, like you said, enjoying your company, yeah. enjoying conversation, setting your fork down. Sitting at down, the table. Sitting at the table and not eating in front of the television where right. you are just mindlessly shoving food down.
1: Right, right. So a lot of this, even if you, you know, maybe maybe your lifestyle or, or even like what you're eating doesn't necessarily need to change as much as these other things that surround the meal. Um, make sure you have a glass of water, you know, or milk with the meal and then take sips of that between each bite, put your fork down. Yeah, really just enjoying your environment at that meal and eating in a comfortable environment.
0: That's fascinating. I'm a speed eater, so that is difficult yeah. for me. Uh, but That is interesting. I think
1: being a parent makes you a speedy yes. too. and meals aren't always um you know stress-free <laughs> oh it's a, zone, yeah. it's, it's a war zone let's be honest
0: it's a war zone at my dinner table yeah. night uh well that's good that is really fascinating i learned a lot today great so thank you for coming out to beaumont and visiting with us um and thank you for patience with all of my questions uh sure Special thanks to Josephine O'Neill yes. for being our producer today. She's sitting quietly, socially distanced in the corner. Yes. Um, so, and we hope maybe do a few more podcasts in the future. Who knows? But in the meantime, if you have any questions about, for me, or the food program here at Beaumont, or recipes, you feel free to email me at mueller at beaumontschool.org. This letter B, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, at beaumontschool.org. And for Megan, if there's anything you want to say, or a way that people could reach you, if maybe they had questions, or maybe... Who knows? Maybe you have a new client on the west side. Somebody wanted to reach out for some strategies. Is there a way to get a hold of you?
1: Yes, um, you're welcome to email me at Megan at Healthy Helpings Nutrition.com, and all of those words are spelled just like that you normally spell them. So Megan is M E G A N at Healthy Helpings um, You're welcome to, you know, any questions or anything like that, um, as well as if there's something that Um, you would like myself and Chef Beau to discuss either on a podcast or um, in any education um, materials that I can put out in general, I'd be happy to do that.
0: Yeah, and in addition to, uh, a quick side note, Megan and I have talked about in addition to recipes and the food that we serve for lunch here, you may over time give strategies or lifestyle tips for like dealing with stress or how to eat when your exams are coming up or... Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever, it may, whatever it may be, you know, prom is coming around. What's the best way to get ready for prom, you know, mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. So stay tuned. You'll see some things coming up and there is, and it just went live today on the Beaumont website uh, under chef Bo's kitchen as a link with Megan's bio and picture and uh, her website as well. So there'll be additional resource information there. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that being said, thank you again. And for me, Megan and Miss Josephine over in the corner, I'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and happy holidays as they're coming and hope everybody stays healthy. Uh, and has love and laughter-filled holidays. So, thanks.
1: All right. Thank you very much.